Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streams, polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello! And welcome to the Kim and Cat Stay Alive maybe podcast podcast uh starring katrin porter and, and kim burns oh god damn it <laughs> sorry i interrupted you go go ahead go where what are we 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 what good what question we? ms burns what are we we are a horror movie comedy podcast but do and we are going to tell you the entirety of a horror movie, spoilers and all, step by step, bit by bit, kill by kill. And today I'm going to be the teller of the tale. And, and I'm Ketrin. And I'm Kim. And I'm going to listen. Yes. Is that all you're going to do? Yep. That's and it. Chill. Chill. No participation. Nope. Kim actually is just here for me to have a face to look at while I tell Correct. it i didn't want she's you to feel gonna, alone yeah she's not going to interact she's not going to speak no thanks um yeah so just my voice today i'm gonna be napping with my eyes open oh cool great perfect <laughs> i actually just watched that episode of Shit's creek where she falls asleep in the booth with her eyes open and it cracks me up every time in the booth yeah it's oh, from the fifth oh, season when she got back from the yes from filming or whatever yes okay yeah Hey, how, you know, how's it going? What's up? Just an update on my my car situation. I don't remember where we were last time, but she's she's officially gonzo. Yeah. Um, saying goodbye to little Sammy. Uh, yeah. In the process of trying to say goodbye to her, <laughs> I found <laughs> that my title, <laughs> I do not have it. That the place that I got the loan from like a bajillion years ago that has been paid off for a couple years. Yeah. Um, I guess never released the title to me. So then I couldn't give the title to someone else when I was trying to just sell it for like parts or whatever. Um, I mean, isn't that the so loan companies figuring that job? out? I would think so. I mean, I don't know. It's the first time I ever did that. I hadn't had an, any car I bought before wasn't as new and therefore didn't have a loan like you know what I mean like it was just right. like smaller payments before so like I didn't ever have a loan before for a car so like I didn't 
I don't know. I don't know if I was supposed to do something or I, but you would think I, they'd be like, cool, you're done paying. Like, here you go. Exactly. That that's how I feel as well. But I vaguely, now that we're talking about this, I guess this can be a little PS, PSA for our Sammies out there because now that we're talking about this, one of my cars that got hit by a drunk driver and wrapped around a tree while I wasn't in it, right? that was not paid off when that happened. Right. And I believe I dealt with the same thing where I had to go get the title well, something. that's because it wasn't paid off. Or no, so no, no, no. They I'm are sorry. Technically, the apologies. It was paid off, and okay. I remember I had to be like, "Where the fuck is my title? How do I?" So, mate, okay. So, Sammy's, it's our responsibility to ask for the title, I guess. I guess, but I remember like doing a thing. Like, I remember going in and being like, "So, like, I'm done, right? I'm done paying off." Like, and they're yeah. like, "Yeah, you're good." And I was like, "Cool, high five. Like, anything else?" Yeah, like, and, and like, there nope. was nothing. So, like, I was like, it's, I, I, I didn't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was like that someone was coming to like pick up and tow my car away. And then they're like, right. you have the title, right? And I was like, yeah, just assuming it was like it, in my car. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just figured it was like where my car stuff is. Right. And sure. then when I looked, I was like, it's not here. And then I was like, I don't recall ever seeing it, to be honest. And then I spent an entire day on the Internet trying to figure that situation out. Yeah. God damn it. Um, so I guess everybody go look for your titles or yeah. have a Where's conversation about your titles. Yeah. Um, so technically little Sammy is uh, technically still mine, but she's not moving and uh, we're going to, we're going to be saying goodbye. Yeah. And I guess I'll have to get a big Sammy. Yeah. But I like someday. that her parts are being used for, to make other cars work. That's exciting. I actually think the, what was cool is like, I was going to sell it to like junk my car or something like that. And then one of the mechanics was like, how much are you getting for it? And I told him and he was like, basically was like, I'll give you 50 more dollars, basically like cash. And I was like, fucking done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he can just like fix it. Um, and I think he's going to like give it to like his daughter, like grandkid or something like that. That's so sweet. Yes. So I just love that. Adorable. That's great. Yeah. And I was like, have at it. But that is actually totally worked out because um, then I could cancel the other thing. And then he's like, yeah, just leave it here. Whenever you get the title, let me know. So yeah, honestly, it all worked out for me. Exactly. It always does. It always does. You always figure it out. Everything is always working out for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything going on. I'm just, you know how all of pandemic is just one big roller coaster and you're either barreling down a slope or on your way up. I am barreling full speed down to the bottom of a slope. (laughs) And what's ironic is that's the most fun part of an actual roller coaster and the least fun part of a pandemic roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe technically you're going up. You're go well, no, I see what you're saying. It's a hard it's a hard analogy. It is it's a a tough tough analogy. (laughs) Yeah, but but it's been going on long enough now that I know that, you know, I won't stay down here forever. Eventually I'll be heading back up or back down, whichever one (laughs) ain't that the truth. Yeah. So that's that. That's that. Yeah. Had some 
uh, thank you to uh, people who've reached out after my <laughs> cry fest last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are really sweet, and I appreciate you all. Um, You're all very sweet. And uh, what else? I'm still on the dating front. I had a nice epiphany this week. Yes. Because I was... Epiff away. Well, I was like... So, <laughs> two things. <laughs> uh, one of our friends got engaged to someone she's known a couple months. And she's like the second person I, that I'm friends with in like two weeks that has done that. Um, and the third person within like eight months. Um, and that third person like got married within like a couple months. <laughs> um, wow. But every single one of them are like friends that I've known and like talked to while they were single. We've talked about dating a lot. Like we've all had these conversations and every single one of them has said about this person that they just like knew, like they just knew. Yeah. Um, and even like before <laughs> have had conversations with other people where people say that and they're like, what do you mean? You just know, what does that even <laughs> feel like? What do you mean? And they're like, you just know. And then she's not the one saying it. She's like, I don't know what to say. I've, I've, I feel I've, I've been there and now I'm here. And, um, so anyway, so I was like, I like dove back into online dating and was like, ah, sharks, <laughs> <laughs> ah, too much, too much. <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> Someone's inviting me to a first date to a party in the Hollywood Hills. What, what the, the fuck, fuck is wrong with you? You psycho. That is just, <laughs> but again, I stand by what I said. There is a, now a foolproof, like weeding out system. If somebody is inviting you to a first date Hard at a party pass. in the Hollywood Hills during a pandemic, goodbye. Hard pass. To be honest, I don't want that to be my first date in a non-pandemic well that um, goes without saying but so yes. i'm like take me on a fucking date dickhead yeah oh my god who wants to go to a fucking party like i'm not 25 like yeah. stop so anyway i i got attacked by sharks and so i i i, I ran back out of the water sure <laughs> yeah and now i'm dipping my toes in taking it, it taking it easy got it just yeah looking at some fish you know and you've never done well like immediately jumping into any body of water right away you're always more of like a toe girl so I think that this makes sense for you yeah Ketrin means that non-metaphorically yes <laughs> I mean that she's speaking about water yes <laughs> um so anyway so but I did um go do a virtual date and then like a person date with like someone and um it was interesting because he was like everything that I want on paper like we wanted all the same things he was like looking for something serious and like a partner in life and all the things and, da -da 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 -da. and he was like super kind and a gentleman and like really awesome in so many ways um but like there was just something off for me. Like, I think there was just like chemistry missing or something, you know what I mean? But I'm always like, oh, maybe if we just like go out again, like it, 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 it'll get better. Like, I don't know. I'm, I kind of always like I'm giving it more chances or something or more mm -hmm. tries. And then like basically what happened is so like seeing my friend get engaged, my immediate, immediate reaction is jealousy. 
where I'm just like, and sadness for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, happiness for her, but like mostly you sadness ha- for but me. But you can have all of those feelings <laughs> all, at the oh, same no, time. all at the same time. So I did a lot of journaling and mindset work on it. Um, if anyone wants to know the process, you basically like write down what you're feeling or like your limiting belief or whatever. And then you ask, is this hundred percent true? Um, spoiler alert. It never is. Uh, <laughs> and then you kind of write like why it isn't true. So you're just like explaining to yourself basically, but it helps for me if you write it down. Um, and then like, how can I see this differently? So then you like turn right. it around. So then what I realized is it's actually like proof like over and over and over again the fact that like this many people in this small amount of time that I was like close to that all had this happen to like is very very much proof that it can it can happen for me yeah Um, yeah so That's, that's such a great way to look at it and I think obviously I'm I um I don't have that. I don't have that with relationships but the exact thing that you're talking about um, it, I struggle with in other things. And I think, yeah, all of those feelings that are mixed up of like jealousy and doubt rather than seeing it as proof of this is possible is always a good reminder for me. So yeah. please keep telling me that story over and over and over again until we die. Yeah. Well, you know, just ask the little questions. Yeah. Journal it out. Um, so anyway, I did a lot of work around it and figured that out. And then I was like, well, I, I have dated long enough and have done enough work on myself that I know what I want and I know who I am. So like, I can probably guarantee that like when it happens for me, it will be like that. Like it'll just happen very quickly and I'll be like engaged if not married, like within a year, like it'll just happen because it'll be like done and done. We, we found each other. Um, so then I, it kind of made me realize that if like something's already feeling off with this person that like, you know, basically I told him I didn't want to go out again. Um, instead of like doing that thing I do of like, keep trying to see maybe what if, you know, instead of just being like, no, like I'll know. And that's okay. And I can like trust myself and my feelings. So yeah, that's been my lesson of my week for myself. But I think the important thing to remember is like that you are able to trust yourself and able to like trust your gut because of the work you've done on yourself. That's what I mean. I think yeah, 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 yeah. That's the the super important part because I do think that if you haven't done the work, then there may be some other types of questions to ask yourself if you're just like, you know, always going for the same type of person or not, yeah. you know, that kind of no, thing. I mean, so. I'm only speaking for myself, like fucking people can see their own therapist. <laughs> right. I'm only Wait sharing my experience. Are we not, <laughs> are we are not, we not Sammy's a... therapist? <laughs> I, what have we been doing? I, yeah, I'm very much only sharing my own experience. Um, yeah. but that, that is why, because I have done so much work and, um, uh, what was the last thing you just said? It was recorded. Can we have a playback, please? Hello? Yeah. Excuse me? Replay? Can we go to the booth? <laughs> what I did you know. just say? God damn it. 
Uh, you were saying I about the thing. I was saying that we're that that uh, the work you've done on yourself. I don't know. I feel like I was just repeating a lot of stuff that you said. So I'm like, what's the important thing that she's thinking I said? Because none of it felt important to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a response. God damn oh. it. It's right there. Sorry. God damn it. But now I feel pressure because it's being recorded. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. If it was just well, us talking, I would be like, I'll tell you in five minutes. Yeah. Well, tell you what, I'll start telling you about a movie. And when you think of it in five minutes, you can stop. Well, no, I can't now because now I have to focus on your story. Oh, okay. Otherwise, I well, won't be able to do it. Let's. All right. Well, let's let's get to the story then. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm not because I'm still thinking about this, but we got to move on, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, Kim, you know how you really want the taste of hot sauce, but you're a big, huge, giant wuss? <laughs> I do. I found a hot sauce you for did. you. did? What is it? El Yucateco hot sauce. It is called a hot sauce for everyone, Ooh. even Kim. Here's why you can handle it. So they focus on flavor, not heat. And also it's non-vinegar based, which you're also a wuss about. <laughs> this is made for me. They use the whole fruit of the pepper, non-vinegar based, and then they also don't use the capsaicin extract, which is the thing that burns your mouth off. Wow. They have five different habanero-based sauces. You can do the jalapeno, that's the least hot. Then it goes to chipotle, then red, then Caribbean, then green, then black, then triple X hot, baby. That's for you because you like to sweat while you eat. I do. I do really like to sweat while I'm eating. So yeah, give it a shot. Cool. I guess I'll go to www.shopelyucateco.com. That's shop, E-L-Y-U-C-A-T-E-C-O.com. Hashtag king of flavor. Go try the hot sauce for everyone, even Kim. (laughs) Okay. I watched, uh, I, I had a, t- I had a tough time finding a choice this week. Uh-huh. Uh, first, I don't think I'll ever do this again. So like, I'll just say it. Eric and I watched both Bill and Ted's and then the new Bill and Ted. So then I was like, oh, Eric was like, you know, Alex Winter, uh, made a horror movie like right after this. And I was like, let's watch that. Mm-hmm. Kim, it's so weird that like I couldn't even wrap my head around like how I would tell the story to you. Uh-huh. And for our patrons, I'll just show you what my face looked like the entire time because Eric was like, your face hasn't changed and you can describe my face. It was just the entire time just going. <laughs> and she never has confused changed. face. And so. So I was like, I really can't do this one. It's too, it's too weird and all over the place. Who's Alex um, Winter? He plays, uh, I, uh, Bill. Oh, okay. He plays Bill. Not Keanu Reeves, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And I always <clears throat> have to think about it because I'm like, he plays Bill or Ted. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I just wasn't sure if I, it was like a filmmaker or an actor or what. Like, yeah. Um, then I watched another one, which I don't know, maybe I'll do, but it's on shutter and, uh, it, it just the ending was t- tough um so third time's a charm and i watched another shutter movie called the shed mm. yeah that's what people were guessing i've never even heard of this it's brand new when, it's like when was it made? it's like if you 
20 like 2019 it's like if you turn on shutter right now they're like hey watch this new movie on shutter right this very second like it's a shutter original i think so here we go the shed dead or alive stanley alive Dahmer. alive Dom. roxy alive Grandpa. Mm, dead. <clears throat> uh, Sheriff Sugarwater. Uh, dead. Marble. Dead. Bully one. Dead. Bully two. Mm, no, I want bully one to be alive and bully two to be dead. Oh my God. I'm genuinely so bummed. I thought you were going to get eight out of eight. You got seven out of eight. Oh, yay. On those. I was like ready to get. Oh, man. Damn it. Okay. Did my switch uh, at the end fuck it up? No. Oh, no, that good. wasn't what fucked it up. Um, otherwise, I would have been like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. The shed. Guy running through the woods. In a bathrobe and a shotgun. He's not in a shotgun. Running in a bathrobe with a shotgun through the woods at night. Uh, And he's definitely chasing something, but is also terrified of something. Like, he is very concerned about whatever appears to be chasing him. So he's Uh, chasing something or something's chasing him? it's, It's unclear because he's the one with the shotgun, but he seems terrified. So he's running through the woods and he kind of ducks behind a tree. And as he ducks behind a tree, we see in the like on the other side of the tree, a very dark cloaked figure kind of just walk past the screen. And so he starts running again and he trips and falls, obviously. And as he trips, our POV is of the thing chasing him. And it's right on top of him. Like somehow it is right on top of him. And he's sort of like trying to get away from it, like by going around a tree. And then whatever it is grabs him and we see the hood come off. And it's a giant, creepy vampire situation, tall thing that like bites him, bites his neck, and then it drops him. And the vampire roars. But the dude that he just bit is not dead. So, like, he didn't drain his blood. But the vampire seems, like, upset by something. And as he roars, we see that the sun is rising. And the vampire incinerates and turns to a pile of dust in front of this tree and in front of the guy that he just bit. Uh, And the guy that he just bit goes to get up to run away but he puts his hand out into a into the sun and pulls it back because it burns him. Uh-oh. So sun comes up. Sun comes up real fucking fast in this movie, like lickety goddamn split. And then for whatever reason, sets for 12 hours. I don't know why that is, but okay. that's that's uh that's the deal with the sun in this world. Um So the guy is still alive, puts his hand in the sun, it burns. He starts making a run for it, 
to like dodge the sun. He's under a canopy of leaves, but obviously like, you know, little lasers of sunlight are coming through and he's trying to dodge them. Pew, 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 pew. That's what sun sounds like when it comes through the leaves. <sighs> um, so he's running, running, running. And then he comes to a clearing. So like no trees, but he sees on the other side of the clearing is uh, a shed bright bright sun and in front of he's like hiding behind like a pot like a like a pile of uh of a uh, firewood with like you know like a tarp over it mm-hmm. um that's clearly like the firewood for this house question number one what do you do and what does he do the vampire the the new vampire the baby vampire uh i'm gonna take the tarp off the wood and and go under the tarp into the shed uh, hand in hand. <laughs> Very good start, Miss I don't even know this vampire. We're already doing the same thing. Look at us. Sorry. I, sp- I spilled water on my notes. Okay. So, yes, he grabs the tarp, runs into the shed, shuts the door. Cut to the house that owns the shed. Okay. And neighbors are very far away. This is a vi- this is clearly a very small farm town kind of situation because as far as the eye can see, no other houses around. Okay. Um, and uh, we cut to a teenage boy's bedroom and he's asleep and mom comes in to wake him up and he's like, it's Saturday. And she's like, that means it's pancake day. And it's like really cute. It just seems like a really sweet, like nuclear family. His room is like really clean and like looks a little bit younger than like what he is. Like he's a 16, 17 year old kid. So mom looks at him lovingly. He like stretches and smiles. Then we cut to the kitchen. And his dad is sitting at the kitchen table reading a paper and mom or he pulls mom like onto his lap and they're just like being snuggly and whatever. And then the boy comes in and he's like, gross. And so at that point they start like making out like just to be jerks. And it was very gross. Yeah, it's super gross. Uh, And they like let mom and dad like laugh and like the teenage boy is just like what you're gross and she starts kind of the mom starts kind of like razzing him about uh a girl that asked him to the sadie hawkins dance like just kind of being like is that what you and you know this girl were doing blah 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 and he's like no mom (laughs) (laughs) and um so the mom goes over to like you know the stove to like make pancakes or whatever and teenage boy sits across from dad and dad is like do you want to go to the cabin this weekend and he's like and we can practice driving and he's like yeah that sounds good and mom's like well what am I gonna do here while you boys are gone and the boy and the son is like sorry mom no mom's allowed and it's just like really cute very like June Cleaver or leave it to beaver kind of situation so the dad picks up his coffee cup and uh takes a sip and the boy picks up his orange juice and takes a sip and then we see glass shatter hmm. on the ground what? from the juice glass oh my 
and the color changes. So it had been previously like really bright, saturated colors. And then it changes to like almost like overcast, muted colors. Uh-huh. And the boy like looks at his mom and he's like, mom. And she's suddenly in a, in a hospital gown with like black sunken eyes. And he gets up to like grab her and she just like falls down dead. He turns to his dad and his dad has a revolver in his mouth. And he's like, no, dad, don't, 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 don't. Bang. Dad blows his head off. What? The boy wakes up. Oh, no. Yeah. So he wakes oh, up. Upsetting. He wakes up in the same room that we saw, uh-huh. but the vibe of the room is very different. It's very much a teenage boy's room now. Like it's, okay. you can, you can see what it smells like. If you will. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And his walls are just like covered with like printouts of like local bands that are playing so it's right. just like mob sturgeon like all over the fucking thing sure and I love mob sturgeon good old i i love their their latest ep yeah i don't know uh anyway mob sturgeon i can't decide if that's like a great name or awful name or both is it both it's i'm gonna go awful Awful. Okay, great. Mob sturgeon? Uh, like yeah, mob? Like, I'm, like mobster? No, I, well, sturgeon is a fish. So I'm like, is it a mob of sturgeons? Or is or is the sturgeon, is it one sturgeon that's in the mob? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These are the questions. So I ask you. That brings up so many important questions. Yeah. Is it a good name or a bad name? I don't know. All right. Their so. first EP is called Tommy Guns Upstream. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it's called. Tommy right. Guns Upstream. I can't it's wait great. to hear it. Uh, okay. So it's also covered in like Polaroids, like of just his friends okay. and things like that. <laughs> I thought you were still talking about the band thing and it was like... <laughs> That song yeah, also this... is covered by the band Polaroid. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. They did a they did a collaboration album recently that was called. Sorry, I lost it. Uh, I I thought I had. I know. Ew. Shoot. I know. Um, Flashes and cash. <laughs> Kim, are you like a fucking improvisational artiste now? You're you're fucking the shit you're coming up with right no. now. It's gold. Because I'm still trying to think about what I wanted to tell you in the beginning. I've got half my brain on that. <laughs> cool so which which half of your brain is on my story if one's on super cool I guess band names the better band name brain <laughs> okay <laughs> all right whatever half that is yeah so bo- the teenage boy actually wakes up now um to <clears throat> someone banging on his bedroom door that's locked and the man outside the door is like hey you're not supposed to lock this and so, like, uh, Stanley is the boy. He gets up. Stanley? And he just kind of, Stan- Stanley is his name. Oh, yeah. That's an uh, Stan. interesting teenage name. 
Can you imagine well, when he was a toddler? Stanley? Stanley? Stanley! <laughs> yeah. Stanley. Hey, little Stan. I mean, there's so many names like that where I'm like, who? who you were like, never an a, infant. Yeah, like, what's a baby Homer? Yeah. Edith. Yeah, this baby only Edith. only 90. Like, she's never three. Yeah. But here's what I always love to point out to people. There is a generation that's going to be having this exact conversation about the name Brittany. Ew. Isn't that weird? Like, they're like, Brittany, that's a grandma name. Yeah, which I can't even imagine is a grandma name. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And okay. Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Well, but there's Lauren Bacall. So I feel like that goes beyond. Okay. What? I was just I trying know. to fuck with you because there's so many Laurens. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kimberly. <laughs> okay so the man is just yelling stanley just gets up and is just like kind of goes through the motions Mm. unlocks the door opens the door starts putting on his clothes and the old man just keeps yelling he's got a cane and he's just like berating him and the boys just and stanley's just ignoring him and it's just a lot of like calling him boy saying he has no respect for authority, talking about how he's a veteran and he never let anybody push him around and just like, just like, what are you even yelling at him for? Uh, yeah, like, it's just like, what are you even, what is it? Like, uh-huh. he just woke up. And so, Been there. Um, yeah. And so boy is just ignoring him. But then at one point in the phrase, uh, Stanley says with his grandpa, you have no sense at all. Like just referencing like that. He says this all, all the fucking time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a broken record. Yeah. So at that point, uh, the man grabs Stanley and like pins him up against the wall with like his forearm at his throat, you know? Oh and he's just like, the only reason you're not in juve in that juvie hellhole is because of me. Is that clear? He's like, it's only because I, as your grandfather, took you in. And so he's, he's still, um, so he's like, you know, is that clear? And of course it's like the stereotypical yes. And he's like, yes, what? He's like, yes, sir. You Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. So then he lets him go and Stanley leaves for school. And, um, he's like, the grandfather is like still yelling as he like, rides his bike away just yelling into the wind mm-hmm. um and he stanley puts on a 90s walkman so it's oh. like yeah fun uh it's 90s love it sure yeah here fashion for it. is very 90s i was into the ladies fashion here for so, it as he is riding away to school we see him ride past a shed so Riding his bike to school, uh, a red car with three bullies in it pull up. It is is his house not the house connected to the shed? Uh, it, it is. No, it is. It oh, was okay. just like this is the first time that we're like in real time, and we're like, oh, we've seen that shed before. Okay, this is the sure. shed from the beginning. Yeah. So three bullies in a car. Uh, the bully driving is marble. And then there's bully one and bully two. And we hear them laughing and we see that they like almost run Stanley off the road. 
um, as he's riding his bike and then they all laugh and whatever. And as Stanley is like trying to avoid the car, he like has his head like he's looking behind him. So he like misses a stop sign and runs into the side of uh, a stopped sheriff's car. Oh, no. Yeah. So at this point, uh, the sheriff is like, God damn it, Stanley. And we see that it is the woman who's in so many things. But the thing that I remember her from is Men in Black when she's like, when she's like, uh, you want some sugar water? Like she's the one who's like sugar. She gives Vince, Vince Vaughn or Vince D'Onofrio sugar water. She's got like red hair and she like kind of talks like this. Uh, he I, just asked for some sugar water. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Okay. Well, our Sammies will know who I'm talking about. Sheriff Sugar Water is who she is. So she's annoyed at Stanley. Her deputy gets out from the passenger seat and comes around to the side and is like super fucking aggro. And is just like, oh, there's no damage to this truck. And Stanley's just like, I'm oh my sorry. God. Um, and I'm like, it's a bike tire. Like, it's not going to dent your truck. If anything, it's going to bend his bike tire. And he didn't even hit you that hard. But just everyone's real aggro at Stanley. So Stanley is, like, throwing a bunch of attitude. Like, he's not really helping the situation because, like, he's... Right. Like, I'm just like, just don't feed into it. Uh, But he's giving attitude. And this is when Sheriff Sugarwater is like, you got an 18th birthday coming up, don't you, Stanley? And he's like, yeah. And that's when the deputy is like, on your 18th birthday, no more juvie hall. That's when you start doing real time for your bullshit. Ew. And he's like, so come your 18th birthday, I'm going to be up your ass. And oh, and uh, and then Stanley goes, I bet you're really looking forward to getting up my ass, Deputy Dave. Hey. hey oh. But I'm also like, Stanley. Please just chill. Just get on your bike and ride away. So uh, the deputy like grabs him by the collar and Sheriff Sugarwater like tells the deputy like calm the fuck down. You calm the fuck down. Stanley get on your bike and ride away. Like don't antagonize each other. So Stanley rides away and the deputy asks Sheriff Sugarwater, like, why are you so, why do you go so easy on him? Like, that kid only responds to discipline. And the sheriff is like, no, that kid needs a break. Aww. He needs a fucking break. So now we cut to Stanley walking through the hallway at school. And we see him look up a staircase and there's like three girls standing talking and they're all in like hot slow-mo. Like it's clearly like <laughs> I'm a teenage boy and the slow-mo means that I'm attracted to these girls. Right. Um, now he's at his locker. Bell rings. Uh, but at the other end of the hall, we see the three bullies from the red car, Marble and then Bully 1 and Bully 2. And they are cornering another kid named Dahmer. And Dahmer is trying to fight back, but he's, uh, I mean, he's no match for like three fucking dudes. And so Stan, Stan comes up to help him. 
And the bullies are then like, oh, you need your boyfriend to protect you and blah, blah, blah. Just like standard bully shit, mm-hmm. you know, just like all the standard bully shit we've we've heard a million times. And so Stan like charges at Marble and the three girls from the stairs, the hot slow-mo girls come running and they're like, what's going on? At this point, the principal comes out and like breaks up Marble and Stanley. Uh, and this is, oh, remind me of this. So Marble says... To Stanley, eat shit and die. And then Stanley says, eat shit and live, asshole. From sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. Yeah. So I guess that's a saying. Like, it's like, and I was like, that's like, it wasn't just for sleepaway camp. I guess. I mean, this might have been an homage to sleepaway camp. I would assume. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, And (laughs) I was like, what's with that saying? And Eric was like. Well, if you've eaten shit, I guess you hope you die. You don't want to live having known you've just eaten shit. And I was like, <laughs> fair. It's very true. It's very true. So I'm going to have you postmortem that, but I would assume that they're just like, it's an homage to sleepaway camp. Cause that yeah. is like funny and famous because of, because sleepaway of sleepaway camp. As okay, far as I I'll know, find- I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Tell me if yeah. I'm wrong. I'll find out. I'll, I'll, I'll PM it for you. So the principal's like bell rang five minutes ago. So now we cut to Dom and Stan uh, leaving school, like just cutting. Like they're just like, fuck this. And this is when we Dom, Dahmer and Stan. So the the guy that the bullies were bullying. Yeah. Uh, And this is where we learn that they're best friends, Dom and Stan. Dom is really fucking upset. And he's like, I deal with this every single day and I'm tired of it. And he's like, one day they're going to go too far and I'm going to kill him. Oh no. So now we cut to them walking and talking and they're just talking about school and the principal and what they did over the weekend. And they're walking, they're walking through the sewer and Dom like tags a wall, just like makes a squiggly line. Um, and they're still walking and at this point, Dom asks uh, Stan, he's like, are you going to ask Roxy out or are you just going to keep jacking off to her every day until graduation? <laughs> and Stanley is like, I'm going to keep jacking up. No, uh, he's like, she's just a friend. So he mm-hmm. like denies that he has a thing for her. Sure. This is also where we learn that like Dom is definitely getting bullied, but Dom is kind of a shithead like he's kind of an obnoxious rude shithead not that that not that that is means that he should be bullied it's just like that's his personality is that um he's not like a shrinking violet okay basically is what I'm trying to say um so they've made it to their destination and it's just this like old trash couch in the middle of a field where they just like sit and drink beers and so they're talking and Dom challenges Stan and it's just like, don't fucking tell me that you don't have a thing for Roxy. Like you've had a thing for her since eighth grade when she let you feel her up at Marcus's party. Like you have a thing for her. Just get over it. And he's like, that's the real reason that you hate Marble and those guys because she fucked him and ditched us to hang out with her new cool friends. And Stan is just like denying all this. And then Dom starts like ragging on Roxy being like she's just a total fucking poser like she acts like people don't know 
or have forgotten that her mom's a fucking drug addict and her stepdad's a psycho and that she doesn't live on the South Side like the rest of us. Yeesh. And Stan is just like, fuck you, Dom. Like, this place fucking sucks. And, like, if either of us had even, like, a millisecond of an opportunity to, like, be different or not be here or whatever, like, we would take it. Mm -hmm. So, like, Roxy's doing what any one of us would do. Fair. So what we get is that, like, obviously she still lives on the south side, but she's hanging out with the popular girls now. So... Dom hears all of this and his response is, so you do still like her. <laughs> and Stan is just like, fuck, like, fuck you. And so he's like, you know what? I got to go or my grandpa is going to have a stroke. Um, And Dom's like, what do you care if he dies? It would be the best thing that ever happened to you. And Stan's like, no, it wouldn't. Because if my grandpa dies, I go back into the state care system. <sighs> yeah so Stan's just like see you around you piece of shit and leaves Dom on the couch so now we're back at the ha- at the house Stan's house and Stan is in the attic uh listening to cassette tapes and it's one of those like real life attics where it's like triangular shaped room uh unfinished where bats definitely live okay um but compared to not real life addicts i don't know there's like people i feel like there's people in like rich houses that are like it's our attic i'm like this is a fully finished like pool room like what are you talking about this is not an attic uh this is another floor of your mansion that's totally usable and not infested with bats um you would know I, I just, you know, I had a real triangular attic and I would go to other people's house and they were like, my room's in the attic. And I was like, oh, so you're abused? Like what? And they were like, and it's like a mansion up there. It's its own mansion up in their attic. I didn't know I had this many feelings about attics. <laughs> Neither. Wow. So right now. I'm glad we're talking so much this about out. Myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so he's up in the attic. And listening to cassette tapes, looking at Polaroids of him and and his parents when they were alive. Oh, God. And then we see that he's, like, also looking at pics of, like, baby Dahmer. And uh, just not, like, ba- not like baby pictures. Like, young Dahmer. They've been friends for a long time. It's pictures of Dahmer as a ch- younger child. Okay. And then he's just, like, you know, this is a very melancholy scene. And we see that he has a scar from the center of his palm down his oh. wrist. Oh, no. And uh, we see him, like, pick up a knife. And he just kind of, like, traces the scar mm-hmm. with the knife. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. cutting anything, just, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then he takes a knife and stabs it into the f- into the floor. Mm-hmm. At this point, he starts looking at a picture of Roxy, and we see that Roxy is the hot slow-mo girl. Right. So it's all coming together now. So at this point, Grandpa starts screaming for him to come downstairs. I'm a veteran, and you can't be in the attic or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at this point, Stanley pulls the knife out of the floor, and we see him hold it by the tip, and he chucks it and it hits square in the in a bullseye that he has up there oh 
I would love to learn how to knife throw. I went axe throwing for my mm-hmm. last birthday yeah. and I was super into it. Uh, it's really fucking fun. And I'm I would like to add it. knife throwing yeah. too. Let's add that to our repertoire. Love it. Knife throwing. And oh, <laughs> this movie also made me realize that we need to like learn how to like another gun. We need to like learn how to use as a shotgun and like how to aim a shotgun, like load it. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I so. Learn all the guns. Yeah. So knife throwing sounds more fun though. Right? Yeah. So and we would have like <clears throat> our knife, like that's got like the cool yeah. handle that, you know, is like represents us and it's our little it's like secret engraved weapon. and shit. Like Yeah, and okay. we have it in our holster on our thigh. Yeah. And we're just like, Don't mess with us. We are knife girls. <laughs> all right. Is that our band name? Knife Girls? Band name. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) First EP is Bullseye. Hey, we're opening for Mob Sturgeon. Um, Okay. So now we cut to Stan and he walks outside of his house and he puts his sweet baby German shepherd on a leash. Baby. Hello. And he's walking down like the stairs out of the house and the dog starts barking at the shed Uh and stanley is like all right just stay here boy so dog stays there but just like keeps barking at it stan walks towards the shed opens it up and you know says something about like mow your own fucking lawn asshole so like clearly grandpa wants him to mow lawn goes in and he like picks up the gas can and where the gas can was, there's like five bloody human teeth Uh-oh. just sitting there. And Stanley is just like, this isn't what I expected to find <laughs> in here. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, picks up a tooth and he's like, what the f- monster behind him? <laughs> Stan like jumps back and as he jumps back he kind of like knocks the window in the shed and it knocks something that was covering the window down and so the monster like jumps back and shies away because of the sunlight right and this gives Stan an opportunity to like run out of the shed so he runs out of the shed and he's like god fucking crazy crackhead and he grabs the dog by the leash and he's like he's like get out of there like just just get out of there Go somewhere else. Just come on. Get out of there. I'm going to sick my dog on you. So doesn't come out. Nothing comes out of the shed. So Stanley, I almost asked this as a question, but if you had answered any differently than the way I wanted you to answer, I would have been upset. So I just didn't ask it. He (laughs) sends, uh, he sends the dog into the shed. And we hear growling and snarling and then a whimper and then the ripping of a dog's head off of a dog's body. Yeah. And silence. Um, I do appreciate German shepherds. Yeah. I do appreciate despite there being a surprise animal horror, the filmmakers were very coy about like showing us the dog. So I was appreciative of that. Um, so whimper, silence, um, and Stan is just standing there, and he's like, Ike, 
Ike. Oh, his name is Ike. Yeah. Oh, I love that name for a German Shepherd. It's really sweet. Come here, Ike. Ike. Ikey, baby. Okay. I and want so one. The, the door. That's my new band name, Ike the German Shepherd. Oh, I love my it. My first EP is Rough. Oh my gosh. I really love that band. So you so so Ike the German Shepherd is opening for Knife Girls and then Knife Girls is opening for Mob Surgeon. So you're gonna have a quick change between your two bands that are playing at this giant concert. Mm-hmm. The door to the shed starts to slowly open and we see Ike's head thrown into the Boo. Boo indeed. So Stan runs into the house, totally terrified. Sure. And he pulls a kitchen drawer out and grabs a knife, but the whole... What? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Pulls the kitchen drawer out to grab... What? Am I saying drawer wrong? No, it's just like so many words to be like... He gets a knife out of the drawer. Like, like he pulls open the kitchen drawer. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Now you get my train of thought that I was going to not bore everyone with, but now you've done it. I thought to myself, this is a very sharp knife. Why is it just sitting in a drawer open with no drawer organizer in there and not in a knife block or in its own little corridor in the drawer? It's just like an open junk drawer with a fucking knife in it. And I just thought that was crazy. So he fucking pulls it open and sure enough, the drawer is too short and the whole drawer falls. And I'm like, oh, I bet that happens a lot. And normally there's a knife in there. Hope a knife doesn't fall on your toe and stab you through the foot. (laughs) That was my whole thought process. Now that you've heard it. (laughs) So he pulls the too short drawer open to get the knife. The drawer falls to the floor and all of the shit that was in the drawer goes everywhere. Okay. So that alerts grandpa to come yell at him again. Right. So grandpa comes in yelling and Stan is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yell at me all you want, but don't go out there because something is in the shed and it killed Ike. Uh, Grandpa is like, uh, is like, where the fuck is my dog? And he's just like, I'll handle this. Like not listening to anything Stan says. So he marches out you know, with his cane and it's just like, I'm not going to let anyone push me around. And, uh, Stan is just like, grandpa, don't go out there. So grandpa's walking out and he sees Ike's bloody head on the ground Mm -hmm. and looks devastated. And he's just like, you son of a bitch to whatever is in the shed. And grandpa, tells Stan to hold his cane. Uh, Grandpa then gives the shed monster to the count of three to come out. And it was weird because he like handed Stan his cane, but then picked up a shorter, less useful stick as his weapon. And I was like, you could have (laughs) just used the cane, but it's fine. Uh, Nothing comes out. And so then grandpa's like, all right, asshole, it's your funeral. And Stan is trying to like tell him not to go in. Grandpa opens the door, goes in, shuts the door. (gasps) Silence. Ah. And Stan is like, grandpa, 
And then we hear Grandpa say, well, you really shit the bed now because there's nothing in this fucking shed except for my dead dog. Ah! And Stan slowly backs away. I'm sorry. Stan slowly walks up to the shed door. And as he does it, his grandpa falls out of the door all bloody and is like trying to like crawl to Stan. Stan tries to pull him out of the shed, but the monster pulls him back into the shed. Oh, no. So question number two, Kim, what do you do and what does Stanley do? Uh, I'm not going to go in the shed. Um, I guess, I guess I'll go inside and arm myself with one of the many knives or whatever other shit I have. I know how to throw them. Where's my throwing knife at? Yeah. Got my throwing knife and my axe from the wood chopping Mm -hmm. ready to go. Uh, and I guess call the police. Something's in my shed. And, uh, I mean, definitely help calling, calling for help. Um, I, uh, he, the fuck does he do? Hmm. Stanley, what do you do? We don't really know Stanley yet. Yeah. It's hard to tell which direction he'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an has an idiot teenage brain, so you never know what they're does do. have an idiot teenage brain for sure. Um, I guess he, but I don't think he's gonna go and like go in the shed. Brain, I don't know. I guess hand in hand, same. He calls calls for help. That's a half point. Great. Arming yourself, I think, is reasonable. Um, Calling the cops, reasonable. We're going to talk a little bit more about that decision in just a moment. Uh, What Stanley fucking does is he shuts the door to the shed and uh, goes over and grabs uh, a stick and puts it in like the handle of the door and Mm -hmm. then a giant bike chain and chains the door up and is like, goodbye. Um, And then he does this thing that I hate in horror movies. And I'm curious if this bothers you as well. So like he shuts the door and then puts his back up against it to be like, phew. (laughs) And I'm like that. You see that all the fucking time. And it's like, when would you, would your instinct ever be to like put your entire body up against the thing the that thing you just shut attacking and scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So he does that, but it allows us to then see a shot where he looks down at his feet and it's just gallons of blood gushing out from underneath the, the door. Oh no. Yeah. So grandpa's dead. Stanley runs inside breathless and opens the fridge and sees a six pack of soda and then a six pack of beer with a sign on it that says, don't touch my beer. So he grabs a soda and chugs it and then stops, thinks better of it, 
grabs a beer uh-huh. and chugs that. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. So you would have gotten a full point if you had said, lock my dead grandpa in the shed and go drink his beer. That that tracks for a teenage boy brain. I mean, yeah. Like I was considering that he put a blanket over it. Uh, yeah. It was going to be one of my options, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Well, now we know. So chugs a beer and he like looks out at the shed from the kitchen window and he goes to pick up the phone and it's like a, you know, we're in the 90s. So it's like a wall hangy phone with a cord. And as he's picking it, like looking at the phone and going to dial a piece of paper that's next to the phone comes into focus and it says things that are about like basically Stanley is on probation like he's on probationary whatever and getting to live with his grandpa instead of being in Juvie Hall right 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 right, so question three what do you do and what does he do now meaning like who's he calling sure wait is he calling someone He he has the phone in his hand. Okay, but then he he sees the probation paper. I mean, he's not gonna call the police. I can say that much. What do I do? I don't know. What do you do? Uh, Go practice guitar. It's opening night for your band. (laughs) Throw some knives. (laughs) <laughs> howl at the moon um i i i don't know what to do uh i i also don't quite know what path you're leading me down uh i think he just goes about his normal life maybe calls Dahmer, but uh and uh uh, I'll do the same. I don't fucking know. No points. So he picks up the phone, sees the probation thing, hangs the phone up and says, uh, hangs up fun. Oh, hangs up phone, uh, hangs up the phone. And then it cuts to him back out at the shed and he's reinforcing the door with uh boards putting doors on doors if you will right and uh the sun we see that the sun is setting so he's nailing putting the doors uh, boards on the door cut to him getting into bed uh and he just definitely like feels weird like he's like i you can tell that he's sort of like i i guess i'm just gonna go to sleep now that i know that there's a monster in my shed Mm -hmm. and my grandpa and dog are dead so he goes to sleep. Is that not and his normal life? I mean, do you normally nail shed doors closed? Oh, in you know, the reinforcing life? the shed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cut to him waking up in the middle of the night and his door is jing- jingling, jingle jangling. And someone is like pounding on it. And so he's like, hello, grandpa. And the door stops. So he gets up out of bed and he goes to the door and he opens it. No one's there. It's just a dark, dark hallway outside of his bedroom. He goes out, tries to turn on the light. The light doesn't work. 
and he hears someone whisper, Stanley. And he's like, hello? Stanley. So he slowly opens the door to his grandfather's room. Stanley! No one there. He hears the whisper again, but it's coming from downstairs. So he goes down the stairs and goes out of the house and we see that the shed is lit from the inside with this like blue light and he hears the whisper from the shed walks towards it has the hand his hand on the door and he says he has his hand on the door and someone says you want me dead and then he wakes up so we cut to him now listening Stanley listening to his walkman outside of school but he like looks emotion emotionally wrung out mm-hmm. and the three girls from the stair well walk up to him and Roxy is with them obviously and then the other two girls walk by Stan and they're like freak alert and I'm like oh my god like you're just like walking by someone Roxy stops and she goes and like sits with him and she asks him she's like are you okay and he's like why why do you ask what happened and she's like the fight yesterday and he's like oh yeah 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 I'm good I'm good yeah 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 (laughs) and she's like okay and so then Roxy's friends are like are you serious? And Roxy's like, you guys can go. And they're like, I thought we were going to ditch. And Roxy's like, so ditch. And they're like, fine. And walk away. Um, and they walk off pouting. And then she just like very sweetly, like, she's like, what are you listening to? And like takes his headphones and like put, puts them on her ears. And he's like, mob sturgeon. You heard of him? Right. She's like, oh my God, I fucking love them. Um, and then she shares her Knife Girls EP. <laughs> then the th- <laughs> then the three bullies like walk past the two of them, and Marble is like, "Hey, Roxy, I might need help with my homework again tonight." But like, grabs his dick, and he's like, "Think you can help me out?" Ugh, eye roll. Yeah, and she doesn't say anything, but he's just like, "Keep your phone on standby. Maybe I'll give you a call." I'm just like, I mean, here's the problem. Total dick. He's pretty hot. Mm. So like teenage girl brain is confused. Right. You know, well, I mean, she's not confused anymore. Like he's just a straight up dickweed now. But I imagine, you know, he's got some some sexual energy that's hard for a, a young teen to say no to. Right. So she is sitting with Stanley and so she's embarrassed like because she just got she knows what Stanley thinks of this whole situation and so she's just like I know what you're thinking and he's like yeah he's a prick she basically is like wanting him to say that he's judging her but like Stanley is just like not gonna do that like he's just like I don't know like people judge you here you know like they judge you based on who you hang out with. And I get it. So yeah. you didn't want to be judged upon hanging out with us. 
but that doesn't mean people are, aren't going to judge you for hanging out with Marble. Like, he's just kind of, like, hands up in the air, and, and Roxy is sort of like, you know, I'm just trying to make my life a little bit easier, and if hanging out with the popular crowd makes my life easier than hanging out with the crowd that gets bullied constantly, like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And uh, then they just are kind of, like, talking about um, – you know, what life is to a 17 year old, blah, blah, blah. And Stanley says something along the lines of like, you hate your parents, you hate how they raised you. And she's like, oh, come on, we all hate our parents. It's like a rite of passage. And Stanley like looks at her and he's like, oh yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean anything by it. Cause obviously he's like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really want to think about hating my parents. She's like, do you want me to leave? And he's like, no, I don't. And he's like, and honestly, like, Sometimes I do hate them for not being here. Mm. And (laughs) feelings feel so complicated. So fucking complicated. (sighs) And then also you're 17 and it's just like everything is complicated. And your grandpa's dead in your shed. (laughs) And your grandpa's dead in your shed. And so is your dog. So is your dog. Like it's just hard. So then she asks, um, she's like, do you remember when I tried to run away and he's just like, just kind of looks at her and she's like, you followed me the whole way. Mm. You didn't say anything and you didn't try to stop me. And when I turned around and asked why you were following me, your answer was that you just needed to make sure nothing happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Super fucking sweet. And So Stan says at this point, he like looks at her and he's like, I have to tell you something about my grandpa. So he's about to be like, I got to fucking tell somebody that there's a monster in my shed eating up my people. At this point, Dom walks up like a fucking bull in a china shop. And it's just like, hey, and what's up, assholes? And then like they both just kind of look at him and he's like, this is awkward. And I'm like, yeah. Because of you, brah. And so uh, at this point, Roxy's like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And Dom makes some joke about like, oh, sorry to ruin your tea party. And Stan is like, you're a fucking asshole. Like you just, you're an asshole. And he gets up and like walks away, leaves Dom. So now Dom is kind of like, what did I do? (laughs) And (laughs) he starts walking in the opposite direction of Stan as he's walking as Dom is walking here come the bullies in their red car marble driving so they're kind of he's walking along the street and the car is just driving slowly next to him just hurling insults at him so question four what do you do and what does Dom do uh where where am I you're like on outside the school on a street and you're like walking home and the bullies are just clocking you as you walk. Ugh, I don't know. Get away from me. Bullies. Why are you yeah. so mean? Just get over me. I'm also just like, bullies, why are you so bored? Like, why are yeah, you so bored? Do something better like, with your life, you losers. Yeah, you're just boring. All you can think to do is just like bully people. Hurt other people. It's- yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Yawn. I get it. But also, 
Yeah. You know what's super fun? Therapy. Get a fucking hobby, I mean, douche. Yeah. Uh, what do I do? What does he do? I don't want to be bullied. I don't know. Pull your knife out of your thigh holster and stab him. throw eyeballs. it. Right between the eyes. Um, who am I? Dom? Stan. Yeah. Dom. Dom. Stan, walk uh, the opposite direction. Am I like away from things or like? Uh, no, you're close by the school. Um, I think he's going to like give them the finger and I'm going to, um, like pretend I forgot a book or something and go back into the school. So what he does, and this is sort of what I meant, like, obviously nobody deserves to be bullied or brings it on or anything like that. But Dom does turn straight to them and just give them all the finger and be like, fuck you and fuck your mom. Like, just, you know, so then they get out of the car and they start chasing after him and they beat the ever living shit Mm. out of him. So now we cut to Stan in his kitchen looking at the shed outside again. Cut to him walking up to the shed with a bat. And the door is like banging a little like, you know, someone trying to get out. And he's like, hello. (laughs) So, Kim, question five. What do you do and what does he do? God damn it. I don't know. Um. I'm so sorry. Did you not know that I was going to tell you a horror movie and then ask you what you would do in it? I should have told you. I'm so sorry. No, remember when I said I was just going to You were just going to listen. Open eyed nap? Yeah, I am so sorry. And I keep waking you up You're from your open eyed nap questions. She's trying to I'm sorry. sing me fucking songs about fish and knives and shit. I know. I'm such a jerk. So he walked to the shed with a baseball bat, but it's something's banging on it. And it's jingle jangling. Yeah. And he's like, hello? I mean, don't try to go in. Like, I don't. uh, uh, It's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, you have a monster in your shed. But like. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of monster. Yeah. It's a mystery monster, which is. It is a mystery monster. One of the worst kinds of monsters. Ain't that the truth? At least if we I all want to know my brand. We want to know our monsters. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can work with a branded monster. Sure, sure. But mystery. no generic monsters here. Yeah. Those are tough. We're real brand name girls. I mean, the thing is, it appears that my 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 uh, reinforcement worked. Like it's still in there. It, it, yeah, so it looks, I'm going to like double, triple up on that. I'm going to like stab forever in terms of stab forever. I'm going to board forever, board forever, like doors on doors I'm on doors, building a new shed on the outside of this shed. I'm putting so many boards on it. 
I you know love I mean? that. It's going to be the little Russian doll of sheds. Yeah. Because, like, hopefully this generic monster, it, depending, again, on his brand, it's hard. Right. But, like, most things, unless they, you know, eat whatever they need to eat, they eventually die. Die. Yeah. So. I like that. What's he going to do? I don't think he's making a Russian doll shed. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing. God damn it. See, I was really in the brain. See, I know that I, as the audience, so it was a vampire and I was really in the vampire's head, but I've never gotten sure. inside Stanley's head. His right, head right, is right, a mystery right. to me. He yeah, may I feel well like... be a mystery monster. I mean... Honestly, what you're saying, like, really makes sense. Like, it's easier to understand a vampire than it is to understand a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Who's clearly lived a traumatic life. Like, so God only knows. What the fuck? I don't know. He's got a bat. Things are making noise. I don't think he's going to... I mean, God damn it. Is he going to... Okay. I guess he's... No, I don't know. Is he going to try to take some boards off? I just don't think he's that stupid, though. Is your answer take some boards off? Kim is motorboating the mic right now. I don't know what he does, Ketrin. I'm sorry that I'm giving you a quiz during your open-eyed nap. I don't know what he does. Stop fucking making me go to school i'm sorry uh, are you a 17 year old i right feel now? like <laughs> leave me alone mom <laughs> um uh, what does he do what are my options can i at least have multiple choice i hate i hate para- the 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 essay writing one um, i just want multiple choice kim do you need a timeout? Do you need to go sit in the corner? Because I do not like this attitude. And I think you may need a timeout. Fine, I guess. Or he, you can go to bed with no TV. I guess he tries to take off some boards or something like a stupid idiot. Dumb dumb. That's one and a half points. So yes, build a Russian doll of sheds. Great idea. What he does is like he puts his ear up to the door so like that's why i gave you a half a point he doesn't actually take boards off but he definitely doesn't acknowledge that there's a fucking monster in there and it's like are you about to take boards off because what are you doing with that bat yeah so even though he doesn't actually take boards off i gave you a half a point because he like puts his ear up to it and of course the door stops banging, but then fucking hands bust through the wood ah! and grab him by his fucking neck and lift him no. off the ground. No. So, like, if you can picture this uh, shed door, um, it's busted through, like, a top triangle of the door. So, like, the bottom part of the door is still boarded up with stuff. So, right, it's just, right. like, kind of a triangular hole in the top right where he can, like, grab him by the neck and and lift him up. So, Stanley is, like, his little 17-year-old converse legs are just, like, Bleh! But as the hands kind of come further out the shed, it's still light out. There's still sun. 
So the arms drop him because the arms start to sizzle and Stanley like backs up and runs away. But now there's like a big fucking triangular hole in the shed door now, like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. So as Stan has just gotten, you know, monstered, here comes Dom coming around the back of the house and he's just yelling like an asshole, just being like, hey, fucking asshole you fucking left me after that shit with roxy and look what they did to me and he's like his face is all bloody yeah his face is all bloody and like his sweater is ripped and he's just like fucking had it and so stan like sees dom coming and he just like runs up to him and he's like dude i'm super sorry about that really i am but like you have to go And Dom is like, no, I'm not fucking leaving. Like, you're a fucking asshole and you're supposed to be my best friend. And like, what's going on? And Stan is like, okay, 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 okay. Just, okay. I will tell you what's going on. (laughs) But like, chill. And he points to the shed and he's like, there is something in there. It is very dangerous and evil and not human. It murdered my dog and my grandfather. And now it's trapped inside and I don't know what to do. And, uh, and he's like, but Dahmer, it will kill me if it gets out. And Dahmer says, are you fucking sniffing glue? (laughs) 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 And Stan is like, I swear. And Dom is like, okay, then show me, show me your fucking pet monster. So they both walk towards the shed and Mm -hmm. Stan says, don't go any further. I'm going to grab something to patch up that hole. So Dom is sort of like halfway between Stan and the shed, just kind of like looking at it. Uh huh. Stan goes over like towards the house and grabs like a piece of like metal. You know, that sort of like wavy metal that I don't know what it's used for. Okay. But it's like a piece of like wavy metal. so. So he like picks that up. And some like nails and stuff. And Dom is still just looking at the shed and he like starts walking towards it. And Stan is like, Dom, you're way too close. You're way too close, Dom. And Stan starts walking after him and Dom's walking up. Monster! And Stan like runs up and like shoves the metal onto the hole in the door and just starts like nailing it in really fast. And I just wrote, like, those nails aren't going to hold, bro. Like, you need screws for that and anchored screws at that. Um, So Dom is, like, Dom, like, scuttles away. And then it's just, like, this is awesome. And Stan's, like, what? I'm sorry. Who, what, when? And Dom is, like, this is a gift. We can use this. And Stan's, like, oh, no. Who who sniffing the glue now, sir? And Stan is like, you're fucking nuts. And Dom is like, we get the bullies over here mm-hmm. and we send them in one by one. Mm-hmm. Kim, what do you do? And what does Stan do? Um, hmm. I think I'm going to stick with my Russian doll shed maybe enlist some help to have him help you build a russian doll shed got it yeah i feel like kind of in that zone of like 
I'm almost 18, probably almost out of high school. And then I Mm -hmm. get to go like live my life. I kind of just got to get through a couple months. Yeah. So if I can just keep this monster Russian dulled for like a couple months, I can probably start a new life somewhere. What are you going to do about a old, old loose cannon Dahmer? Eh. He's fucking dumb. No one believes anything that comes out of that fucker's mouth. Okay. Um, I, uh, oh, Stan. Stan! God damn it, Stan! I guess he fucking agrees. That's three quarters of a point. (laughs) (laughs) Keep Russian dolling. Don't agree to it. Dom's a fucking loose cannon and he needs to be talked down. So what Stan does is he's like, absolutely fucking not. He's like, that is straight up murder. And I don't want to be on the hook for that. And uh, Dom is like, it's not murder. It's payback. And he's like, I hate them and I want them dead. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and Stan is like, this This is, like, really bad. And, like, I, I don't know what to do. I haven't called the cops because I don't want to go back to Juvie. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, he doesn't know what that monster is. So, like, he doesn't know for sure that he can be like, hi, Sheriff Sugarwater. My grandpa and my dog are dead. And it is because of this monster in my shed, not because of me. Right, right, so right, right, right. he's pretty freaked out. Uh, Dom is like... Dom is still pleading. He's like, do you ever fucking think about like what it's like to be me? Do you even think about what it's like to be absolutely knocked in the dirt every single day for years? And Stan, Stan is like, I'm really sorry. And he's like, but you're my best friend. And I told you because I trust you and I need you to be my best friend here. And not do this. And not tell anyone. Mm -hmm. And Dom is like. You can trust me. But he's not happy about it. Mm -hmm. So Stan walks away. Dom keeps looking back at the shed. So now we cut to sundown again. Stan is in his room. Uh, So we, we see the sun go down. Then it's nighttime. In, Stan, in Stan's room and he's watching Return of the Vampire and in the movie uh, it's like there are three ways to kill the vampire sunlight destroy its black heart and decapitation mm. and Stan's like cool good to know cool 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 so Stan falls asleep then there's like a poster above his TV that's like three uh, women in like cloaks, like black cloaks and fishnets. And one of them walks out of the poster and it's Roxy, like in this, you know, dream sequence. And it was a little cheap. It was like definitely didn't, really moved the story forward to have her be like in a sexy corset vampire fishnet situation with like sexy striptease music playing and like she climbs on top of him like it was just 
it it wasn't needed kind of thing. I feel like uh, that's like what's inside a boy's a seventeen year old boy's brain. That's why I'm kind of on the f- I'm kind of going like this about it because I'm right, just right, like right. I get it, <laughs> I get it. I just always have empathy for the actress in that situation where it's like she hasn't been given a ton of character development in this. Sure. And then the, the thing you're asking me to do is like be eye candy. Like it just wasn't super earned, I guess. But yes, what is a teenage boy thinking about that? Of right. course. Right. Um, so she takes off the hood. It's Roxy corset fishnet. She climbs on top of him. Sexy striptease music is playing and pulls out like a cat of nine whip and then is going to like kiss him and like her face turns into a vampire Ah! stan wakes up screaming and it's like laid out and he gets out of bed and he's like pale and sweating and he like puts his feet on the ground and he puts his shoe on where's my other shoe this is weird so he gets off the bed and he looks under the bed vampire (laughs) he wakes up again Oh, my God. Double dream. Double dream. We got double dreamed. Oh, my gosh. The worst. And we see that he was holding the kitchen knife in his hand, like sleeping with it. Uh So like when he woke up, he kind of like cut his own face by accident. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. And uh, he walks over to like the poster and like rips it down. And now we cut to him with a drill. A outside the shed. I'm so sorry. I it wasn't bad. I know, but it's like when the standard is what the standard is, and I'm like coming sure. in with a mediocre drill sound. It's just embarrassing. Sure. I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. It's okay. It was a, it was a good it was a good try. Thank you. Thank you. So we cut to drill outside the shed, and we cut to inside the shed, and like in the shadows, the vampire is like drinking. It's own blood. So he's hungry. And you, you know, I I get hangry. I get what that is Ooh, like. Me too, girl. So, yeah, you, we, who do you think gets hangrier? You or me? I mean, I feel like me, but uh, I don't know. It's probably just because I'm feeling it. I yeah. actually don't, ex- I don't know that I've experienced your hangriness, to be honest. It doesn't happen often. I will say that. Like, I feel like there are some people where like their blood sugar drops and like their potential for hangriness could happen up to three times a day kind of thing. I'm definitely not like that. Yeah. But if I get to the point of hangry, like, I don't know. Do you have that symptom of hangriness where like, like, um, actual flame comes out of your pupils and you burn and incinerate everyone around you to you? I feel like Multiple many times. times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I've been the hangry one out of the two of us in yeah. relation to each other. Yeah. Uh, so, Especially because like, it's very obvious, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm just really fucking hungry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm being a bitch right now. Like, I I'm think just- that might be the difference. Like the contrast of you yeah. and your hangry self, whereas like, I'm sort of just like at a low hum bitchiness all the time. Right. Yeah. Like you have, you, have flames, you have flames for lots of reasons. So it's not specific. Flames for, yeah. Yeah. My hangry, yeah, my hangry flames are very specific and very dramatic I, yeah, from, I, yeah. The, 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 switch, the contrast, the contrast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would agree. So I'm going to, so our vampire, he's, he's hangry. He's a hangry Kim. Yeah. 
So then the vampire hears footsteps on the roof. Kim, what the fuck is Stan doing and what are you doing? I think that we're both going to try to drill holes into the roof so the sunlight goes in hand in hand. That's a double ding, bitch. Fucking finally. So he does do that. And the vampire kind of like keeps trying to hide in a corner. Uh, but he doesn't stab forever. Like he drills like three holes that are sort of, in my opinion, bullying. Like I'm like, if your goal is to get rid of this monster, get rid of the monster. Yeah. Put it, put it out of its misery. Drill Don't just away. bully the monster. Like what are you doing? So he drills like three holes and then he's just like, you're finished. This ends today. And I'm like, so end it. I'd have like a systematic like checkerboard of holes. Like it, it would be like, like literally battleship. every inch. Like, yeah, boop, 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 boop. exactly. I'd fucking it would measure be like, that shit out. I'd be up there with a fucking pencil and a ruler <laughs> in my fucking mouth. Like, oh, yeah. Math Kim to the rescue. Um, but instead, Stan bullies the vampire, which is rude. Because honestly, the vampire is not the bad guy here. The vampire was bitten against his will and is just trying to fucking eat. So I'm not saying you don't have to kill it, but I don't know that his intent is malicious per se. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, maybe it's a tough vampire life too. It's. it's I know. You know I'm just hard. It's, justice it's, for vampires. It's hard for everybody out there these days. You know. Agreed. So cut to Stan back inside, uh, not drilling forever. It was a good idea, though. Too bad he was a great fucking fucking, idea. Fucking didn't go full force. Yeah, exactly. All right. So he's back inside. Here's a knock at the front door. Hello, vampire. Hello. You can't come in. No. Yeah, we don't actually know if there's an invitational situation to these. Vampires, because even in the movie that he watched, there's no talk of wooden stakes versus anything else. It just says destroy the heart, right? Sunlight and decapitation. So, actually, probably remember that. Uh, cut to stand back aside, knock the door. He goes to it and he sees like through the window of the door, but like she can't see right away. Like he sees, but she can't see that it's Sheriff Sugarwater. He opens it very slowly, but like doesn't, you know, let her in. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know where his grandpa is. Oh, fuck. And Stanley is like, oh, he's out. And she's like, really? That's super weird because his car's in the driveway right there. And he's like, yeah, um, I I don't know what to tell you. He's probably on one of his benders again. Uh, Yeah. Yep. And Sheriff Sugarwater is like, yeah, that, che- you know, that checks out. So she starts, she's like, I had a couple questions to ask your grandfather, but since he's not here, I'll ask you. He's like, do you know um, the Baines? And Stanley is like, nope. And she's like, really? You don't know the Baines? And he's like, I don't. And she's like, because they're your neighbors, like right up the street, like your only neighbors. And he's like, I don't, I'm sorry. And uh, she's like, okay, well, anyway, 
Joe Bain, your neighbor, went outside in the middle of the night a couple nights ago because something has been killing his rabbits. And he heard a commotion outside, so he went out with a shotgun. And his wife said he never came back. And, uh... Oh, shit. Yeah. And so... Stanley is like, don't know, I don't know what to tell you. And uh, Sheriff Sugarwater says, didn't your grandpa have a dust up with Joe Bain a couple months ago? And he's like, I really don't know anything about that. And she's like, okay, well, here's a picture of him. And he, Sheriff Sugarwater shows him a picture of Joe Bain and he recognizes it. Like you can see that he recognizes it. Oh, no. So question eight, what do you do and what does Stanley do? Um, I think just keep, he just keeps, so he recognizes the picture. Uh, I think, oh man, God damn it. It's t- hmm. So, if Mr. Bane is the vampire in my shed, mm-hmm. but like, I didn't hurt anyone. You didn't. I mean, the cops that's don't the truth. trust me ever, though, or believe anything I say. But they like, don't trust you. But there is still currently evidence of a monster in your shed. Right. Oof. Tough, tough one. Tough. It is a tough one. Tough, 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 tough. Because it does require you to, like, take a risk and trust the cops. And those are, like, two things. Right. You know, that are going to be hard to do. I think he's going to keep deny, 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 deny. Um... I think I'm going to try to tell Sugar Water because it's all there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, you know, they let him out. It's not like he's going to be a normal person or anything. Right. Like, Ex- yeah, exactly. Like that I'm keeping in the shed. So, uh, I gave you a ding for that because like I feel this I feel the same way like I sort of had a conversation in my head as Stan where I was like okay I have something to tell you let me start from the beginning I haven't called you up to this point because I think once I tell you the story you'll understand that I was a little confused and concerned about what I should do like Mm -hmm. I just I would try that at the very least yeah so double ding for that he just says I I don't recognize that person. So, which remains suspicious to her because it's a very small town and he has a neighbor that he's claiming he's never seen before. Right. Yeah. So Stan tries to get her to leave to be like, I have to go to school. But she pushes in the door and she's like, oh my God, no, that's perfect. You're not going to be late to school because I'm going to drive you. And he's like, cool. I. let me get let me get my books. So he goes upstairs to get 
his books and Sheriff Sugarwater looks around the door and sees Grandpa's cane on the floor. Oh, no. So Sheriff Sugarwater drops him off at school and she's like, we're here. And Stanley's like, what? And she's like, we're here. We're at your school. You can get out now. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, sorry. And she's like, and if you think of anything that you want to tell me, just let me know. And he's like, yep, cool. Bye. So now we cut to Roxy at her locker and Stan walks up to her and she like grabs his face and she's like, oh my God, what happened? Cause he's like black and blue and has that cut on his face from sleeping with a knife. Why is he black and blue? Oh, uh, that's a residual, uh, his grandfather kind of roughed him up in one of the scenes oh. earlier. So he like kind of had a little bit of a black eye, but it's mainly like the cut on his face. Oh, okay. She's reacting to, uh, but this whole movie, he's got like a little bit of like a, just like a little bit of a bruise right here on the corner. Oh, gotcha. Uh, not super relevant, but, and so she's like being really tender and like, what happened to your face? Like she clearly really care, cares a lot about him. And at this point, marble walks up and interrupts and he's like, Hey Roxy, you left your panties at my place last night. Shut up. Exactly. And Roxy is just like, screw you. And he's like, I already did that twice. Ugh, what a dick. Such a dick. And so Stan at this point comes at him, like gets up in Marble's face. And Marble is just like, don't worry, dude. No need to get aggro. Like you can have her. I'm done with her. Just know that you'll be having my sloppy seconds. What a fucking dick. Feed him to the vampire. Fucking dick. Yeah. At this point, I'm just like, Dom, we're going with your, we're going with your plan. Plan B is in effect. Uh, Like such a trash person. And then I just, I also just as a, older woman now like now I think about like even the insults that are hurled between boys at that age are either like you're a pussy which is an insult if you do anything effeminate and also the girls the way to insult you is to like suggest that a girl that you want to belong to you doesn't belong to you right like it's just so fucking insidious because women are property exactly <clears throat> like it's just so fucking insidious and you realize especially because we're able to like roll our eyes at what the bully says like we're just like heard it just shows like how ingrained it is and just like this is how we've heard bullying to be all of our lives right yeah you're weak if you're feminine feminine characteristics are weak and women are property and blah 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 yeah so where am i the world is garbage. Uh, okay. I was actually, this is a super side note, but I was watching Love Island. Sure you were. And, of course. Um, uh, By the way, if the I guys... get any more attitude, Miss Burns, no Love Island tonight. Time out and no Love no! Island. <laughs> okay, Mom, <anyway>. you're <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Try me. Love Island's my favorite. Uh but Tell me one of the Love guys Island, gets fucking basically he gets his feelings hurt and so he reacts like a child and just gets angry and he's like whatever because there's like another guy involved now with like the girl he likes and like he's like whatever whatever he can have her he can take her whatever and one of the other girls like stands up and is like 
you need to understand that this is about your behavior, not about them. And she's like, she is not anyone's. She is, she gets to make the decision who she wants to be with. You don't just get to like give it. She's not to give and take. And I was like, snaps queen. Good job. I love that. That is, that's such an important message that. Yeah. And he was very unself-aware. Like he was just could not understand that he was like in the wrong for so much of it, you know, not even just that statement, but the whole part, like just the way his behavior was like, it it was just very childish, but it was like very unself-aware because he's like, I'm not the one doing anything wrong. And it's just like, dude, chill. Like he couldn't just be like, ouch, that hurt my feelings that she's interested in someone else. And like, now I'm, yes, you know? Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, man. You know, fucking teaching boys teaching boys how to have feelings and I don't hashtag love island you know yeah that's what they're there for (laughs) and I don't I don't say that as like boys you need to learn how to have feelings you do but also know that like it's not your fault because you were told that your feelings were unacceptable right by society you're a victim of the patriarchy as well so if y'all want to come burn it down with us yeah you're welcome yeah like there's something in it for you too I love uh, boys great. with feelings. They're Me too. my favorite. So she sloppy seconds. This is too much for Stan. So he marches straight up to Marble, sucker punches him in the face. Marble falls to the ground, and Stan just keeps hitting him forever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like fucks him up. Like I thought he was dead because some- when the principal he's got some stuff he's to work got out some built up built up feelings in there yeah so when the principal pulls stanley off marble i thought marble was dead because he literally like like chokes a bunch of blood up Damn. like from his mouth um Oof. but the principal breaks it up pins stanley up against the locker and he's like don't think i haven't noticed your behavioral changes um and he's like, that's why we called a meeting with your grandfather, but we couldn't get a hold of him. Oh, no. So I just sent Sheriff Sugarwater to your house to go get him. Oh, fuck. So Sheriff Sugarwater is on the way to your house. Kim, what do you do and what does Stan do? <laughs> no. Please don't. <laughs> uh, Sheriff Sugarwater? Um... <laughs> Fuck. Well, grandpa's not there. Okay. Um, damn, that sucks. My yeah. brother got expelled for breaking someone's nose in high school. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you have you have to. Someone's nose was broken, but why did your brother break that guy's nose? Who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one. don't know. Yeah. Uh, oof. Okay. Can I ask a stupid question? Sure. So your brother went to public school. Yeah. Um, what happens when you get expelled from public school? Because it's the law that you have to go to school. So like, what, what do you do? What do, you uh, do then? I think he dropped out. But like, I guess I don't really get dropping out either. Like, don't you have to be like dodging cops all the time like if you're a child that's not in school like you have to go to school and also if you don't drop out where do they expect you to go if you're expelled 
from public school. So you see what I'm that saying? particular public school had like a, like it was called Northeast High and then there was Northeast Prep. And like, okay. that's where a lot of people went who got kicked out and shit like that. Like that was for like, that was okay. like a side school for like. <laughs> so they have a side for school trouble. for kids that are expelled. And then okay. even when I moved to Maryland, they had like a specific program uh, within the school. Okay. I forget what that was called, but like, so there was like 20 people that were in this little program that kind of went to their own, they were like in the same high school, but they kind of went to their own classes a little bit because they okay. were like in trouble. Um, okay. Which got me. Mainly I remember that because I was like, oh, those are the boys for me to talk to now that <laughs> I moved from Philly. And I was like, hey, boys, uh, oh, all the troublemakers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure my brother just dropped out i don't know i think he just as far as i know he's like my oldest oldest one so like i was yeah. a little younger so I'm not really sure but i don't yeah, think he it's just finished i just never really thought about that before because like obviously if you get expelled from a private school you go to public school oh that that's you know that yeah, that's what it is yeah. or you try to get into another private school that accepts all the kids that have gotten expelled from the other private schools and that school is called boys latin <laughs> <laughs> i dated a little... someone who went to boys latin <laughs> sure you did sure you did. Um... I, uh, that checks out <laughs> uh yeah i mean in philly there's a lot of public school public schools like you you know it wasn't just like like you could go to a different one i guess right, right, but right. okay yeah i think he was just like i'm out <laughs> Bye. As far as I recall, but again, I'm not totally sure. Yeah. Um, oh, stop trying to dodge the question. What, what the do you question? do? Ah, oh, fuck. Share sugar out. waters on the way to your house. <laughs> drop out of school. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, share sugar waters on the way to my house. Uh, I guess I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go. Home. Is this um, you? Okay. Just because I'm concerned that she might start to open up some Russian dolls and then like get vampired herself, like just get attacked or whatever. Um, and I feel like I can control the situation more, like being there. Um. He is, um, uh, I don't know. What, what are my options? What's my multiple choice options? <laughs> you fucking cheater. <laughs> um, I don't think he does that. 108 like... goddamn episodes and now she's like has to have multiple choices i'm gonna give you a multiple choice next time i do this by the way <laughs> here for it i mean i guess i god damn it um i guess he so like the uh, the principal principal has let him down off the locker like the principal is not restraining him any any longer and they're, they're all kind of like dealing with Marble now, who's like kind of 
concussed oh, and right, choking right, right, on his own right. blood. Right. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to ditch school and run the way somewhere else. <laughs> That's one and a half points. So one point for him. He hears this and we get a whole Ferris Bueller montage of him running while the sheriff is driving and him like jumping over things and running through the neighborhood trying to get home before <laughs> Sheriff Sugarwater does. I love it. Yeah. Here's why I gave you a half a point for you. And this actually just occurred to me as you were talking. Totally understand your idea of like, I can control the situation, warn her, all that kind of stuff if I get home. Here's the other side of the coin. If she goes into that shed and gets murdered by that thing, you have an alibi if you stay at the school in the principal's office waiting for your grandpa that you know it wasn't you. And then they go investigate and they go, well, who killed all these people? Couldn't have been him. He was in the principal's office waiting for at the school. So that's why I give you a half a point for that. Interesting. Yeah. So, cause his whole thing is that he's like, who's going to believe me that I didn't murder my grandpa and my dog and whatever the fuck. And what is this monster and blah, blah, blah. So, right. Yeah. But I guess that's, dependent upon her currently getting murdered pretty much right I don't think it's like I think that there was a way to get out of this I think his 17 year old brain couldn't see it like I Mm -hmm. think that there was a way to call for help yeah before you know moment probably but yeah yeah. so Stan bolts Ferris Bueller uh and when Sheriff Sugarwater gets to the door she like is knocking on the door calling for grandpa we also see simultaneously that marble has pushed everyone off of him and he's like get the fuck off me and he's like concussed and just like but he's like i'm going after stan right right of course and i'm like principal this is when you should probably intervene right deal with this possibly but he's like well see you later concussed bleeding <laughs> student of mine bye yeah um who that's... says he's off to kill another student of mine what could i possibly do right um so sheriff sugarwater is at the door calls for grandpa no answer then she hears a rattling out back oh no i'm concerned and sees grandpa's car still there right. and then we stan is still running eric really appreciated that like stan is fucking winded running through the neighborhood because he said he was like that always bothered me about ferris bueller like he's just like not winded like <laughs> he ran so fucking fast and for so long <sighs> and i was like that's very true so sheriff sugarwater sees the chained up shed and she thinks grandpa's in there obviously like a fucking boarded up shed where's your grandpa i don't know his car's still here his canes on the ground like this fucking kid boarded up his grandpa in the fucking shed right right so she approaches slowly and she tells grandpa she's like ellis grandpa's name stand back i'm gonna shoot basically she's gonna like shoot part of the door off sort of thing and she hears a very faint help me here comes stan wind as fuck running around the front of the house and he sees sheriff sugarwater start pulling boards off the shed no 
And Stan comes up and is like, don't, 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 don't. And she turns around with her gun drawn and she's like, get down. And Stan is like, okay, I will get down. No problem. Hands are up. I'm just asking you to stop taking boards off the shed. And she's obviously like, no, she's like, uh, she's like, you have your grandpa chained up there. And he's like, it's not my grandpa. It's Bane. He's in there. He's a monster. And she's super pissed. Won't listen to him. So she's pointing her gun at Stan. She gets some boards off. And then she opens the door to the shed. And she's like, come on out, Ellis. Monster grabs her. Bites her on the neck. Blood spurting everywhere. She goes to shoot the monster. He lifts her arm up in the air. So she shoots into the air. And then just takes her arm off. And sure. puts it to the side. Sure. Yep. Get, so get, get that out of the way. It, just let me just get that just over get there. That over here. Thank you. Pulls her into the shed. Shuts the door. So Stan is like, well, fuck. Then we hear beep, beep. It's Marble. Marble comes around and he just is like, Stan, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. And I'm going to take my time, you piece of shit. So he starts hitting him and Stan is still like, dude, cool. Beat me up later. Let's just get out of here, though, because there's a fucking monster. And of course, Marble is like, no. Puts on some brass knuckles. Does that thing that asshole, um, asshole bullies always do where they like get a lot of adrenaline and then they're like, woo. (laughs) And I'm just like, "Ah." (laughs) stupid. It's so stupid. (laughs) So he does that because he's a bully. (laughs) And uh, Stan isn't fighting back. And he's like, can I like, can you just beat me up after I board the shed back up? Like, honestly. (laughs) Right. And Marble is like, no. And then we hear a gunshot. And we turn around. Dom has taken the gun out of Sheriff Sugarwater's detached arm. And he is pointing it at marble and marble is like fuck you dom you don't have the balls to shoot me and dom fires like right at marble's feet and marble is like okay 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 okay," and just gets on the ground hands up kneeling just like begging for his life and stan is like trying to stop dom and dom in just points the gun at Stan like is just like screaming like right, both right, of them have their hands right. up and Dom has fucking had it so now he's screaming and firing and Marble is kneeling and crying and Dom is like who's the pussy now bitch and Marble is like me I am the pussy I am the biggest pussy you are the biggest non-pussy <laughs> I really fucked up you're right and Dom is like get in the shed and Stan is like, oh, shit, don't fucking do this. And Dom is like, he's like, don't tell me what to do or like, I'll shoot you. And so as Marble is walking towards the shed, he sees Sheriff Sugarwater's arm and he's like, what the fuck is in this shed? Like, what are like, what is happening? Where is Sheriff Sugarwater's body? in the shed okay so basically the the vampire or there's a hole no the vampire shut the door behind him like basically like grab sheriff sugar water when she opened the door yeah yeah yeah. so the door can be opened okay because she took all those fucking boards off yeah okay so uh marble is like what the fuck is in that shed and 
he's like, Dom, I'm please, I'm begging you. And Dom is like, beg better. And he's like, okay, everything I did to you was fucked up. Everything with Roxy and Stan and I fucked up and it's all on me. And Dom goes, I forgive you. Now get in the fucking shed. (laughs) Marble gets in, closes the door. Stan is like, what the fuck did you do? And then we hear a scream and they both turn. And as they both turn towards the shed, Dom hits Stan in the head with the butt of the gun. Oh, shit. Cut to Stan waking up outside of the shed with Roxy over him. And Stan is like, where's Dom? And he looks at the shed. The shed door is just open. And he's like trying to come to. And he's like, Roxy, like, did you see anyone come out of the shed? And she's like, what do you know? What are you trying? Like, we're alone. I'm what happened to you? Like, I'm trying to figure it out. And Stan is like, you didn't see anyone come out. And then Roxy's like, no, who are you looking for? And then she sees the arm and starts screaming. And Stan is like, stay there, stay there. So he grabs a big stick, uh, props open the door. Is it still daytime? Mm -hmm. It's still daytime. Uh, Props open the door, steps in, kind of grabs like a piece of wood and like breaks it over his knee. So it's a pointy now. He's slowly walking towards the back of the shed. He sees the brass knuckles on the ground, picks them up, puts them on. And he calls for Marble. And he's like, Marble? And Marble walks out of the shadows. He's like, come on out, man. And then Marble falls to the ground. He was being puppeted Mm -hmm. by someone in the shadows. And Stan says, Come on out, Bane. It's Vampire Dahmer that charges him. (gasps) Oh, shit. And he is, like, fucking loving being a vampire. Like, that kind of scary thing where he's, like, I'm into this whole vibe. And he's just, like, and his voice is different. Like, he's, like, I wish you could see the look on your face right now. Oh, shit. And Stan is, like, where's Bane? And... He's like, he's gone, but he's coming back for you. I always thought you were the strong one, but I'm the strong one now. And he's like walking, like walking towards Stanley. So he kind of like comes into the light a little bit so that Roxy, who's outside, can now see Dom's face that just looks fuckity fucked. And so she starts screaming and Stan is like, run. And at that point, Dahmer attack Stan Stan stabs him in the gut mm-hmm. and Dahmer falls to the ground with his hand kind of in like a light patch and it starts sizzling and falls down dead with his eyes open so Stan shuts him in the shed hugs Roxy Roxy's like what the hell's going on and she's like what happened to Dahmer Dahmer comes charging out of the shed and he's like crawling because he's like stabbed in the gut and he's sizzling because it's still fucking daylight out and he's just crying and he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry so Stan (laughs) runs to the clothesline behind him and quickly covers him with a sheet because of the sun and then Dahmer kind of like 
passes out, sort of. And so if you remember, like, he specifically stabbed him in the gut. Right. Not in the heart. That's why I was surprised that he was questionably dead. dead. Yeah. I was like, well, that didn't kill him. I actually wrote that, too, like, thinking, like, oh, they fucked up. They didn't. And then I I was like, oh, they didn't fuck up. I just had to wait another 30 seconds. So puts a blanket over him. And they hug again. The sun is almost down. Now, remember at the beginning where I was like, the sun rises lickety split and it goes down for six hours. Because, like, it is sunset, okay? In this shot, it is sunset. But we have an entire montage where they do about six hours of boarding up the housework in about a 30-second montage. Okay. And by the time they're done, the sun still hasn't fully set. Right. But they, like, literally, like, move Sheriff Sugarwater's car, move Marble's car, boarding up windows whittling weapons multiple whittling of weapons right and like lighting a fire in the chimney and uh then they're just like okay done with their six hours of work in six minutes and the sun is setting they're like inside now and roxy is like the sun's setting so all three of them are or roxy and Dom- no, they, I'm sorry. I, I wrote this down. I thought I said it. They put Dom's uh, sheet-covered body back in the shed. Okay. And then like Roxy he, and Stan do all of that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And Stan is like, I feel like this is all my fault. Because he's like, I knew what Dahmer was going to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't try hard enough to stop him. He's like, maybe there was a part of me that, like, wanted him to do it. Right. And he tries to get her to leave. He's like you know, the sun's almost down. So leave. And I'm like, just no, just sit tight. Like if the sun's almost down, like just sit tight. And that's why I wrote, I feel like the sun has been setting for 13 hours. And she's like, it's not your job to look after me. I'm here with you. So we cut to the sun having set. And then we see in the woods on the perimeter of the property, Bane sits up from underneath a tarp. So now we cut to Roxy cleaning blood off of Stan's head badly. That's for another time. I have a problem with the way people administer first aid in movies. It is the most unrealistic thing. I guess it has to do with like it's makeup. So you can't actually rub the makeup off. But let's figure it out, people. So they kiss Hmm. and then they hear a bang on the door. Uh And we hear, come out here, pussy. It's the other fucking two bullies. And they're like, we know Marble's here. His car's outside. And they're like, nope, he's gone. We've got and bigger like, problems, bullies. This is like a fucking Milton situation in The Frighteners where I'm like, dudes, dudes, get your own story. So they're like, let me in. And so bully number one is like really aggro at the door. Like, let me the fuck in. Three, two, one. One and bully number two is like, I think we should just get out of here, dude, because there's like some sort of like weird figure that's like standing right behind us, like in the woods. I think we should probably just bail. Oh, shit. And bully, bully number one is like, not until we figure out where Marble is. And bully number two is like, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go peace. But before he can do that, he is lifted up onto the roof by something and just... It's rain and blood. Hallelujah. It's rain and blood. 
And that at that point, bully number one is just like, um, actually, can you just let me in real quick, please? Because I don't can you can I just come in though? Because of what is happening. <laughs> and so they let him in mm-hmm. and they're like okay but get your fucking shit together because we're doing a thing here and you're messing up our vibe and uh they're oh and they're like you're gonna be dead like marble and bully number one is like you killed marble and at that point the power goes out and they're like fuck <sighs> and so bully number one is like okay i'm concerned and Stan and Roxy are like, don't worry, we boarded everything up. And they're like going through and she's like, you got the basement? Check. You got the this? You got the this? And he's like, you got the attic? And she's like, attic. Uh, and he's like, please tell me you got the attic. And she's like, you didn't tell me to get the attic. And he's like, I told you to get the upstairs. The upstairs has an attic. And she's like, I didn't know. And then they hear footsteps above them. God damn it. So Stan and Roxy are like, okay, let's go upstairs, bully number one. And they hand him a weapon. They hand him a, an axe, I think. So Roxy's got a knife. Uh, Stan has a bat and bully has an axe. And they go up and bully's like, how about I just stay down here and play lookout? And he's like, and, and Roxy just goes, yeah, why don't you stay down here alone? And play lookout. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and he's like, okay, never mind. So they get up to the top of the stairs and they don't see anything, but they see that the three doors that are upstairs are all shut. And so is the attic door. So basically, they don't know where he is. Right. So, question number 10. How, how are you going to strategize this situation and how do they strategize this situation? <sighs> I mean, my clue for you is this. This really annoyed me. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> do they fucking split up? That's what I'm going to guess that they do. Like they each take a door. Idiots. Didn't we just discuss not being alone? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to split up. Never split up. Uh, we're going to fucking SWAT team this shit where we all together clear one room, clear another room. Yes. Clear a room at a time. Yes. Yeah. So Stan is like, each of us take a door. And I was like, oh, for fucks. So they, um, they're like, we'll each take a door and then we'll all go up to the attic. So they're trying to clear each room individually. Stan with a flashlight goes into grandpa's room with his flashlight and bat. Roxy goes into Stan's room with a knife. Bully goes into another room where on the other end of the room, a shutter is banging in the wind to the outside. And he has an axe. Now we cut back to Stan's room and we see that there's a shotgun on the wall. Cut back to Roxy's room. Uh, She looks under the bed. Nothing. And then she sits down on the bed. Uh, Bully moving towards the banging shutter. Terrified. Um, At first I was like, just leave the shutter. And I was like, oh, no, it's open to the world. So he's like, I have to shut it. Um, I didn't catch that right away. Then we cut back to Stan. He grabs a shotgun off the wall. Then we cut to fucking Roxy. And she's sitting on the bed in an emergency, 
looking at pictures that Stan has on his fucking wall. So that's kind of why the montage of her as a sexy vampire annoyed me because they just didn't give her a ton of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really she's going to look at pictures during an emergency that's that's what you think is on her mind right now yeah her character development is yeah so i was just a little annoyed at that back to the bully he finally closes the shutter but then we see that he's stepping on broken glass from the window inside and so he's backing up bully vampire the one that was pulled onto the roof is oh, now a vampire. Gosh. Yeah. Too many cut vampires. Too, too many vampires. So now we cut back to Roxy smiling at the photos. Right. And we see someone behind her. Vampire Bane grabs her by the mouth and pulls her up into the attic. Stanley goes to be like, Roxy! And his way, his path is blocked by not one, but two bully vampires now. Oh, no. So Stan goes back into his grandpa's room, shuts the door, pulls the shotgun off the wall, and starts, like, finds, like, the ammunition box and starts, like, loading the shotgun. This is where I was like, we need to learn how to load a shotgun because it looked like it took time and had to do things. So let's figure that out. Bully one is axing down the door stands loading the gun just as bully jack torrance is through the door stan fucking puts the shotgun in bully vampire's mouth and shoots so it shoots bully vampire's head off but then also shoots through him at the other vampire oh yeah Two so birds i was with like one scone exactly so Cut to Bane in the attic attacking Roxy. Stan gets there and says, let her go. And he does. He lets her go. I was like, oh, this vampire just needed to be spoken to sternly. Okay. Uh, Stan has an axe in one hand from the bully vampire and a shotgun in the other. So he fires the shotgun as, as Bane is walking towards him misses vamp super speed charges at him grabs the gun and throws it away Ah! so stan takes the axe and axes him but like in the shoulder right and Mm -hmm. so he's just like vampire bane is just like what up bitch yeah vamp then lifts stan up by his neck Uh and stan says i'm gonna kill you uh kim question number 11 what do you do and what does roxy do i'm roxy yes ma'am uh do i still have my knife mm-hmm. i'm going to stab the vampire through the heart from the back uh okay. and she's gonna do the same hand in hand One point. Very close. Yes. Stab him through the heart. Destroy the heart. She picks up the shotgun that's just been thrown off to the side. And she is like, not tonight, asshole. And she aims. Bane throws Stan away when he sees that she has a shotgun. She fires and just kind of blows his side face off. Right. 
The old side face. And the old side face. And he just doesn't care. And he's like, axe in my shoulder, side face gone. I don't give a fuck. Living my best vamp life. Mm -hmm. And so she tries to fire again. She's out of ammunition. So it's just her clicking and like the gun is like up against the vampire's chest as he's just walking slowly towards her like a real fucking dick. And uh, so Stan then wakes up from being like knocked out or whatever. Question 12, what do you do and what does Stan do now? Um, Stan is going to end me hand in hand. We're going to grab the axe and decapitate him. One point for you. Yeah, let's just... Guys, Let's just go straight for it. Instead, he takes that knife out of the bullseye. Right. And he throws it across the room. Right. Uh, But he misses, and he hits Roxy. But he was a bullseye knife thrower. I guess not all the time. Two out of three, I guess. God damn it. So she's like, ow, shit. And Vamp charges Stan super speed again, about to bite him. Question 13. What do you do and what does Roxy do now? I have killed this motherfucker so many times. You have. Okay. Um, where did the knife go that just hit me? Is it in me? It's in you. Okay. I'm going to take it out. And stab this motherfucker in the heart. Hand in hand. Guys. Yes. Get it together. She did a little flippy flop. Now she picks up the axe and decapitates him. Okay. Fair. And chops his head off. And she gets... Fuck. She gets all the... She gets all the one-liners. Because she goes, heads up, motherfucker. And chops his fucking head off. Good Lord. So I'm like, how's your chest shoulder though, ma'am? Because then he's decapitated. Then they're just kind of standing there and like holding hands. And I'm like, are you not (laughs) impaired or dead or anything? Like you're just chill, I guess. So they hold hands looking at the vampire. Question 14. We all of the vampires are that we're in the house are dead. Okay. Okay. Last question. What are you going to do? And what do they do? Oh God. Your hint is this is what I would have done in the very fucking beginning. I hate when your hints make it harder for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you, I can't Uh wait to make multiple choice for you next week. (laughs) Like you Um, think those are going to be easier. What do I do? What do they do? This is what you would have done in the fucking beginning. The beginning of what? The movie. As soon as I learned that there was a fucking monster in the shed. Um, I guess they're gonna light the shed on fire. Hand, what do you do? hand in hand. Sorry, Dahmer. Yes. So... They light the shut on fire. I presume they put all the vampire bodies inside of it. And uh, cut to them just watching it burn. Now we cut to them waking up 
in Marble's car. They slept in the car. I don't know why they didn't sleep in the house, but they slept in Marble's car. And we get that they are driving off because we hear them say, uh, it'll be dark again soon. And then we hear Stan say, did you close the trunk after you loaded it? And she goes, I thought you did. And we just see the trunk open a little bit. Black. Oh, so they took Dahmer out. Yeah. Oh, shit. And he's in the trunk of the car. But I'm like, fucking Dahmer was a fucking loose cannon when he wasn't vampired. What the fuck do you think you're going to do with a vampire Dahmer, dude? He's, he's a still fucking... your best friend. That's me. <sighs> you're right. I would put you in the trunk. That's true. And I'd be like, let's tame vampire Kim. Yeah, it's just like a hangry me. All the, all, yeah. t- all the time's hangry. Well, that's true. Are you going to light me on fire? God, you're a bitch. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm just going to be like, Kim, eat that person I don't like. And you'll be like, <laughs> say no more. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just All right, be let me total best your scores. little friends. Best little angry friends. I'm a vampire. You're a girl. <laughs> you're a Cuban with a vampire friend. They're best friends. They take over the world. Do, 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 do. Kim, you're in a punk rock band called Duh, and you're on tour. Only problem is your roadie turns into a man-eating monster after midnight. What do you do? Ah, fuck. He might be killing all of our listeners. Okay, I got to get rid of him. I mean, honestly, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking strangle him with the cords, and I'm going to stab him with my drumsticks. That sounds good to me. That's a ding for you. So Uncle Peckerhead is from our friends over at Dread, and it is a blood-soaked mindfuck of a road movie through a post-Trumpian hellscape. Ooh. Sounds right up our alley. Where can we watch it, Bernsey? Uncle Peckerhead is available now on Blu-ray and on demand. Go watch it, you guys. Yeah. How'd I do? Boobity-boo. You did pretty well. I mean, you got... Almost 100% on your dead or alive, so that's pretty good. Wow. And then you got, like, a pretty good score for, like, you. There were, like, a couple ones. Right. Um, so you got 19 and a quarter out of 28 for your questions, which gave you 26 and a quarter out of 36. Okay. Oh, I'll take yeah. it. I know. I thought so you did So I got seven really out of great. eight dead or alive. That's maybe the best I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah. It has been a full-blown flippity-flop <laughs> for these dead crazy. or alive. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty bananas. Wow. So, yeah, that was the shed. That was fun. Did you like mm-hmm. it? I had fun. I did. I, I did like it. The acting of the two boys was very good. Oh, good. Um, uh, did you watch Bloodline? I did. Was it okay. one of them? No, but oh. <laughs> uh, the kid who plays um, young Danny. Yes. I love him. Dahmer had so that vibe to me, meaning like, I think that if they both went in for the same role, the casting directors would be like, I don't know who to choose. So it's not that they so much look like each other or whatever, but it was just like that 
he was he's real. In, uh, he's the one of the bullies in Summer of '84. Yes, yes, he's yes, a yes, very yes. Very good actor. He's in something he's else in, too that I've seen recently that I don't think is horror, but uh, yeah. he's a very good actor. He's incredible. And so, and then Stan, very good actor as well. All very natural, sort of slice of life realism in their choices, which which is so refreshing to see in sort of these like slasher movies right, right, right um and even roxy uh was very good and i had a lot of empathy for her because as i said like you were like sans uh full character development yeah she just wasn't she was definitely like given a damsel in distress vibe right. and it could have really been that but like as a skilled actor i was only mildly annoyed as opposed to like throwing things if that makes sense okay so um yeah I liked it it was it was good fun yeah I would have burned that fucking shed to the ground immediately and just been like goodbye and then left I guess no I think I actually would have called the cops and been like let's sit down and talk about this (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's all I have for you um thank you guys so much for listening yeah, you, this has um, been one of oh, let's do things for us. Um, if you want to support our show, please check out our Patreon. We got lots of fun things going on over there. We're doing some mm-hmm. live commentary and our postmortems and merch and shit. We're planning a cool giveaway sometime soon. Yes, we are. Um, and another way to support the show is to review us on iTunes uh, with five stars. Oh, yeah, please do that. And um, follow us at KK Sam Podcast yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you already said Patreon. Oh, come join our Facebook group, oh, right. which we're still we're having so much fun over there. Sammy, stay alive. Maybe can people find our group through our page on Facebook? Yeah, they're connected. Okay, I great. don't know how exactly, cool. but they I know that they are, but I don't know how to find it through the you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you. if you click on the more button and then it goes to like groups, that okay. should come up. But yeah, um, we love you guys so much. And I really, really, you all mean the world to us. Um, Truly. I love all of my Sammies, even my RIP little, little Sammy. Yeah, um, little car Sammy. Um, and is, I love you as well. And I love you, Kim. I love and you. this has been. This has been Mod Sturgeon and the Knife Girls. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so until next week, rock on and stay alive. Bye. Bye. Put a ghost in me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>